0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Consulting Trap with Brian Maddox. I'm here today, uh, joined by, uh, Company Council CEO extraordinaire Bernard Williams. Welcome, Bernard. Thank you very much. Good morning, Brian. Uh, Bernard, if you could tell us a little bit more about your background and how you, uh,
1: how you started your firm up, that would be very helpful for our listeners. Sure. So, Company Council is a small business law firm. And what we do is we help small companies to um, to to grow and build and, and to protect themselves. And the way that I got into that was actually a little bit accidental. Uh, I went to law school many, many, many years ago. And when I graduated, uh, my, my first job was a, a judicial clerkship. And then after that one-year clerkship, I went to work for big law. Uh, and, um, and big law was a lot of things. I mean, it, it, was, it was a lot of responsibility. It was a ton of work. It was a great learning experience. Uh, but it was something that I very, very quickly realized which was just not right for me—not uh, for those reasons, of course—but uh, but, but it just wasn't really the kind of an environment that that I knew that I was going to thrive in long term. Uh, so I ultimately, uh, you know, after going from one big law firm to to another, and uh, one city to another, uh, I ultimately realized that um, you know, I, I needed to do something on my own uh, that my entrepreneurial destiny was calling. Uh, so I so I left big law. And and I started a small business. Uh, and at the time, it was a it was a tutoring company. And my aim was to to help mostly high school students to to get better grades, to to learn study skills, that uh, to get into colleges, to improve familial relationships. Uh, that was my focus. Uh, and I spent as much time and energy as I could trying to convince everybody that I could that I was an educator. Uh, you know, pay no attention to the to the law degrees. Uh, you know focus on the um uh, or what i'm trying to focus on now uh, which is the, the kids tutor but no matter how much i resisted everybody saw that esq uh, that was always kind of attached to the, to the back of my name uh, whether i put it there or not uh, and they would come to me with questions about contracts about uh, employment issues about about okay my lease says this can my landlord do that uh, and i found myself becoming the accidental expert uh, in the area of small business law. Uh, so while I was trying to focus on one business, everybody else um, was kind of showing me the need for another. Uh, so uh, o- over time, um, I, I did wind up closing that that tutoring company, uh, and that's probably uh, enough. Th- th- enough happened in Maddie Ben alone that could probably fill a couple different podcasts. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, but what. I guess from my vantage point, the best thing that came out of that uh, was the the understanding that, the, that there really was this this need out there for a law firm that catered to the needs of small businesses, uh, because for somebody like me uh, who was a tutor at the time, uh, to be fielding to be in so many questions and helping so many people with their businesses, method there was a gap, uh, and um, and I've been trying to fill that gap ever since with uh, with small with, with company counsel.
0: So. When when you were confronted with this market information, how did you you, you know, I, I get get the sense that you decided to make the pivot, which is great. But but when the time came to do that, what were your first couple steps?
1: Well, the first place that I went, I wanted to go to a place where I knew that I could reach a cross-section of, of the small business community. And as it happened, one of the things that I learned about networking and 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 business generation at my time as a tutor and company owner uh, was about an organization called BNI, uh, which stands for business Networking International. Uh, it, it's a group that, um, that that puts professionals and salespeople and business owner business owners all from different professional realms together uh, in the same room and it teaches them how to conduct business and refer uh, refer business to each other. Ah, uh, so um, I had gotten some initial exposure to to, to BNI uh, when I ran my tutoring company, and when I decided to launch my own firm, uh, my own law firm. Uh, that's one of the places that I went. Um, and I, I knew that it would be a place where I could, you know, as I said, talk to a cross section of, of the small business community, uh, and and begin to build a base.
0: So, so from there, you got. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you got your first several pieces of business by referral. Um, how have you continued to grow the practice since?
1: You know, it, so that was six years ago um, that, that the company was formed uh, and we've been fortunate to have revenue growth year over year over year. Uh, and in um, the primary driver uh, really has been referrals, word of mouth and, and happy clients for other clients. Now, over the past uh, couple of years or so, uh, we've been experimenting with, with digital marketing with mixed success. Uh, quite frankly, uh, that's something that uh, that's a challenge we've yet to to, to solve. Um, but but that but I think for the next phase, uh, we'd like to, to augment uh, our relationship marketing uh, and um, and relationship building activities with some digital marketing campaigns.
0: Yeah, that's um, a strategy that a lot of our, uh, a lot of the guests that I've spoken with have have pursued with similar, uh, similar outcomes that that process is a lot, um, a lot of trial and error from what what I've come to see uh, with a right. lot of our guests. So uh, you're in the middle of the trial or the error part, most like. Um,
1: well, well, I hope that I'm near the end. Uh more <laughs> <yeah. laughs> than the middle.
0: Yeah, that's so. Yeah. Um, as you have uh, grown your practice, you know, there's there's typical um, waypoints, uh, decisions that you make along the way for, you know, your practice and any consulting practice um, when you decide to scale and what that looks like. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, that journey for you and your practice?
1: Yeah, you know, I decided early on that I wanted to grow my company in a way that's a little bit different from the way that most attorneys grow their firms. Uh, the the typical model for an attorney that launches his own his or her own practice is that uh, you know they may start out with a couple of clients, and they um, they'll provide excellent service to them, and, and that that lawyer will work around the clock, uh, and gradually they'll start to get a few more clients trickling in. Now, next thing you know, that client has or that attorney has more work than they could handle, uh, so maybe they bring on somebody else to take the overflow. But the problem with that model uh, is that it requires that attorney. Uh, to be intimately involved in every single matter. Uh, they're the uh, they're the brains. Uh, they're the ones who are doing everything, uh, all the business development, uh, and all the actual client service work. And that's okay for a while. That's sustainable for a short time. Uh, but um, you, you know, when I started this business, I was still a relatively young man, uh, and <laughs> and I'm thinking decades out into the future, and I just can't sustain that kind of lifestyle um for decades uh you know i, I had a, a son who i was coaching and uh, i was coaching my son's basketball team and i wanted to be there for him uh, i wanted to be there to watch his water polo games uh, i wanted to be able to take vacations and travel uh, i want to be able to have time off uh and do things on the weekend uh, I, I i wanted to and want to build a company on the strength of a team uh, not just on the strength of, of myself Ah uh, so so I decided very, very early on that rather than going the the, the traditional route of well the traditional route that other attorneys always uh, uh seem to to take uh, i um I, I, I built a team from day one. uh so my my first hire was someone who i'd worked with at a previous job. i actually met him through a, a co-op experience a uh, sort of like an internship. Uh, and uh, he and I really hit it off. Uh, we worked well together uh, and I started my business right around the time that he was graduating law school. Uh, so the timing was perfect and he came on as my as my first hire. Um, after that, I realized that a lot of my clients were telling me that, you know, they'll come to us with contract needs or formation needs or something like that. And during the conversation, they would say, hey, you know, by the way, we really could use some help with our trademark. Can you help us with that? And I would have to say, no, but I can find somebody for you. Well, I got tired of saying that. No. Yeah, uh, so uh, so my next hire after that was somebody who was an intellectual property attorney, uh, and, uh, and you know that, that's kind of the way that we grew. Uh, whenever there was a need, uh, and whenever there was a way that we could expand our practice uh, or support the people who were already on our team uh, to do a better job in, in providing service to our clients, uh, that was the the step that we took. Uh, at, at this point, we are a team of about ten people right now.
0: Uh, awesome. and
1: uh yeah it, it, it is awesome. Uh, and um and, and I find that you know we we had 10 people at this time last summer as well. Uh, and that summer was the most productive time uh with respect to the productivity, to to, to work product, to, to revenue, uh to, to, to new sales. Uh, when we're fully staffed, uh we are um, we were really fired off cylinders uh, and, uh, and we really hit our goals. Uh, so it's really exciting to be part of a team that our, even though a small business.
0: Yeah, I'm hearing like two major themes here. One is always listening to the market, right? Uh, it seems like the recurring theme in uh, in your story is the market kept telling you to do stuff and you kept showing up and doing it, uh, bringing, bringing new staff on to solve new business problems. Uh, and that's great. And the second is, um, it is uh, it is vital on a, from a scalability perspective, but also from a satisfaction perspective to work with a team. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I mean, uh, the solopreneur journey. The the it sounds like the um, uh, the tutoring company uh, was a was a soloish kind of gig, uh, and then you went into your law firm and you decided not to do that again. Can you tell us a little bit more about that decision process and, and kind of how that went down?
1: Is, is that a question of why I want to build a team as opposed to building as a as a solo Well,
0: so you 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 had um, some things that influenced you. you. You know, we heard a little bit about your story that you wanted a different kind of lifestyle that only a team would support. Um, but when you um, that that must have come from. Uh, beyond the intellectual exercise, that must have been informed by your background as a tutor. Um, can you talk about some of the the challenges that maybe you faced when you were doing it all by yourself?
1: You know, I don't think that um, I, I think I think maybe the reason that I misheard or misunderstood the question uh, is that um, that I'm not sure that that I that my desire to to build a team and company council was born in my days uh, as a tutor. I oh, think that probably was born somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, I mean, we there the, the were team elements uh, to, to my staff uh, at, uh, at the tutoring place. Um, to, that wasn't what went wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but um, no, but I, you know, I, I saw, I've always been, I've always been somebody who's really into sports uh, from a really early age. Uh, you know, I played uh Pee Wee football uh and I was involved in some sort of team sport uh for for most of my life. Mm. Uh, and um and I think a lot of my ooh, a lot of my beliefs about teamwork come from from that experience. Um, you know, my um I played high school football. You know, here I am, so I'm sound like Al Bundy, but uh, <laughs> but it's relevant, I promise uh, I, I played high school football uh for a um for a legendary coach. Uh, uh who um they made an espN documentary about about, about the last season of this uh of his career continuum at my high school uh, at one point the school went on a fifty two uh, to nothing uh win streak uh which wow. um is remarkable and what this coach would tell us I was a part of this team all right and what this coach would tell us every year uh is you know this is the worst bunch of, this is the worst bunch of athletes that I've ever seen. <laughs> there is the least amount of individual talent on this squad of any CB West team that, I, that I've ever coached. And then he would say, but that's all right, because we're going to win with individual talent, we win as a team. And then he would proceed to teach us how to win as a team. And all the drills we did from that point on were all were all team oriented drills. So, I mean, whether or not we were actually the least athletic, I, I mean, I, I guess one of those times I had to be true. <laughs> one of those classes had to be the least athletic, but but that wasn't really the point. I mean, he guy right. yeah, was so important to him to bring all of us together, regardless of our individual talents, to bring all of us together to operate as one. And the success was was extraordinary. Uh, so I think you know when you get that kind of lesson as a as a teenager, uh, it, it kind of sticks with you, and you, and you realize that 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 the, the teams in virtually any setting teams outperform individual stars. Mm. Uh, so, uh, and then if you can get a team of stars that can work together, uh, like I happen to have now, then uh, that's the best of both us That's awesome.
0: So, um, Bernard, I want to uh, thank you for your time here. One of the things that. Um, we often ask uh, of our uh, guests is if folks wanted to reach out to you and learn more about what you do and and, and who should contact you uh, or how they should contact you, can you give us just a, a a quick summary of who should reach out and then how should they get
1: to you? Sure. Um, well, we're located in Pennsylvania uh, and we are licensed to practice law in Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. Uh, so if you're listening to this, to this program, and you have legal questions or uh, if you um, are running your company and, uh, and, and you want the support of a law firm that, that's been there and can help you to uh, to succeed and, and to achieve your goals and to, to stay protected, um, I, I would love to have that conversation. Uh, you can find us on the internet at www.companycouncil.law. Uh, you can reach me by at email uh, via email, I should say, uh, at uh, bwilliams at companycouncil.law. Or you can give us a call at the office at 484-325-5660.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Bernard, for your time today. I really appreciate your insights into teamwork and, and how you got your practice started.
1: It was my pleasure. Brian, thanks a lot.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have suggestions for future episodes or would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at brian at podcastchef.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at podcistche Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our podcasting done for you service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your business to the next level. Hey, you, yes, you, it's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet, or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, we will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com.